You ready? Okay, remember you need to speak up. Ready? What's the word? Reading of the book of Isaiah. A reading from the book of Isaiah. A reading from the book of Isaiah. The people walking through darkness have seen a great big light. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Light. The people walking in the darkness have seen the great light. The people walking in darkness have seen the great On those living in the land of deep, deep darkness, a light has been has dawned. A light has dawned. For to us, a oh, wait, child. what does dawn mean? For to us, a child has been born. To us, a son has been given. For to us, a child is born. For to us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Mighty God. And he will be called Jesus. <laughs> He'll be called I mean. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no ends. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. There will be no end. He will reign over David's throne and over his kingdom. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. Establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. Establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The zeal of Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. A zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. This is the, the word of the Lord. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Good afternoon. 
Welcome here to one and all, all who are joining us uh, at home and here in person. It's a joy to be with you. Can we give a, uh, another round of applause for those wonderful kids and those who put the video together? Uh, my name's Paul Sorensen. I'm the senior pastor here. For those who are visiting, thank you for joining us. You know, we're hungry for good news, aren't we? Just today, I connected with my youth basketball coach from 35 years ago. For whatever reason, this week, he called me to catch up, and I told him all that we were doing here, and he said, can I, can I worship with you today? And I said, you can. So I just want to give a special shout out to Coach Stafford and Pastor Jim and Kathy Amendolia and Pastor Jerry and Lana and all those who are joining us here in South Carolina, in Florida, Minnesota, and well beyond. Thank you for joining us wherever you're at today. Before we dive into Isaiah 9 that the kids read for us, would you bow your heads with me as I share a brief word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. And in the oldest prayer of the church, I pray, come, Holy Spirit, come, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, in my devotional last week, I was reminded of an incredible story that at first blush might not seem like a Christmas story, but I cannot help but see its divine connection. It's a story that not only rocked a nation, it rocked the world some 10 years ago. It's the story of the San Jose Chilean Mine Rescue. Do you guys remember this? Which happened on October 13, 2010, when over 1 billion people from around the world watched as 33 miners were saved through a miraculous rescue mission. Now, this is a long story, but it's worth it, so... Please endure with me. It all began on August 5th, 2010, when a group of miners set off for what they thought would be a normal day of work. However, at 2 p.m., everything changed. Everything went wrong. Well, how so? There was a huge explosion over their head in some 2,300 feet underground. The mine collapsed around them. Following the blast, none of the miners could even see for four hours. Four hours because of the dust that surrounded them and the darkness that engulfed them. Thankfully, once the dust did settle and they were able to get a head count, they discovered that no one had perished from the blast. However, soon hopelessness would set in. Upon taking stock of their situation and supplies, they learned they only had enough food to last three days, and there was no means of escape. So covered in filth and sweat, the miners were trapped and utterly helpless, Emily. Again, 2,300 feet beneath the earth's surface. Kids, can you imagine so what did the miners do? Well, facing the unthinkable, 
The miners turned to Jose Enriquez Gonzalez, affectionately known as the evangelist in the group, because of his love for Jesus. And they asked him to pray. And pray they did. At noon and at 6 p.m. every night, Gonzalez led the men in a devotional in a time of prayer. Many were atheist. Many were agnostic. Many were lapsed believers. Nonetheless, he called all of them to pray. Additionally, the group decided to portion their food and endure long fasts. Sometimes they fasted up to 72 hours. But even that strategy only lasted to the 16th day when they finally ran out of food. Their future looked bleak. Their future looked dark. But what did they do? They continued to pray. In the words of the late Corey Ten Boom, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. And such proved literally true for the Chilean miners. For on the 17th day, the day after they ran out of food, in what has been described as a miracle, a small rescue probe found the miners. As you might imagine, the discovery sent shock waves of joy into the miners and the rescue team above. And the news sent shock waves of joy throughout the world. Still, Xander, it would take another 52 days to rescue the miners from the dark abyss in which they were trapped. According to Gonzalez, the waiting proved hard. There was a battle waging in the hearts of the men, and there was a battle even waging in his own heart. At one point, the group even reached out directly to the president of Chile, who was overseeing the rescue, and said, please don't abandon us, to which he replied, do not worry. We're going to look after you, whatever the cost. And that's what the president and the rescue team did. Because of the success of that rescue probe, the miners were able to receive food, water, and other essentials to sustain them during that difficult time. Additionally, through the request of Gonzalez, they were also able to receive 33 tiny Bibles. And now for the climax of the story. By the time the 33 miners were rescued on the 69th day, October 13th, 2010, 22 of the men had given their lives to Jesus. And do you know what some of the men said? There had been a 34th person in the mine with them the whole time. In the words of Gonzalez, quote, the 34th miner with us was Jesus. Here are a few pictures from the day of the rescue. Look at the joy on the faces of the family members as the miners made their way to the surface. Let's go to the next one. Look at the joy and humility as this miner descends onto his knees in prayer. And I think this is the Chilean 
president himself hugging one of the miners as he comes up from the surface. Incredible, right? What I love about this story, it's a micro, excuse me, it is a microcosm of the Christmas story. We are invited to admit today that there's not only darkness around us, but darkness even in us. And we're invited to acknowledge that we all need a rescue. First, no matter how old you are, especially in 2020, Parker, it's easy to see there's darkness in our world, isn't it? There's darkness from a global pandemic. There's darkness from political unrest. There's darkness from broken dreams, and there's darkness from broken homes. This year has been hard, hasn't it? And it's okay to be honest about the darkness that surround us. Yet where it really gets frightening is when we come to see the darkness and the battle actually within us. When we wake up each day and we look in the mirror and we realize we're not the boy or the girl God created us to be. And just like Gonzalez in the trap miners, we too recognize there's a battle within each one of us in our hearts. The Apostle Paul puts it like this, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. This is from Romans 7. And for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. And as we look in the mirror every day, we recognize this is true, not just once in our life, probably every day in our life. Can you relate? I know I can. The point being, darkness is not only a societal problem out there, darkness is an existential problem right here, right in our hearts. Which is why the Bible says over and over and over again, Rachel, that we all need a rescue. We need a rescue of the grandest scale. And such is why I'm so excited to share the good news of the Christmas story with you. The real Christmas story with you today. Now, I have a very big idea and if, if it gets overwhelming to look at the screen, just listen to these words by closing your eyes, letting it sink in from your mind to your heart. Friends, here's the good news of Christmas. No matter the darkness around you, and no matter the darkness within you, God has unleashed the power to rescue you through the gift of Jesus for you. You got it, Gary? No matter the darkness around you and no matter the darkness within you, God has unleashed the power to rescue you through the gift of Jesus for you. Throughout the story of Scripture, we see again and again, drip by drip, prophet by prophet, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, this story, this promise of a rescue mission. For instance, in Ezekiel 34, 
For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a sheep looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them. Catch it? From all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. Long before the birth of Jesus, God promised to rescue his people from the darkness that held them captive. Similarly, as the kiddos read for us today, James, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What is this saying? Yes, a little charismatic little kiddo in the room. What's this saying? It's saying that the promised Savior will be the eternal light, brighter than even our darkest day. And as the wonderful counselor, he will lead us. As the mighty God, he will fight for us. As the everlasting father, he will love us. As the prince of peace, he will keep us. And then we read these game-changing words as Jesus enters into the picture in the Gospels. This is from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And Jesus himself would later say, I am the light of the world, Jonathan. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so why? Why would God unleash his power to rescue you, Ramphos? Why would he go to the greatest lengths no matter the cost, to rescue you and me. And it's one word, and it's love. We know this verse, don't we? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to, to condemn the world, but to save, which means rescue, the world through him. You see, the motivation here behind the greatest rescue mission ever, behind the whole Christmas story, behind the gift of Jesus, his birth, his death, his resurrection, is that God loves you and me. And let me ask, wherever you are and wherever you're at in your life today, Peyton, do you know that God loves you? Colin, God loves you. Bree, God loves you. Jim, God loves you. You might ask, well, how do we know? And David, we know God loves us because of Jesus. And that's the good news of Christmas. So in summary, no matter the darkness around us, and no matter the darkness within us, God has unleashed the power to rescue 
us through the gift of Jesus for us. Never has there been a year in recent memory where our hearts in our world needed this message in this hope, this good news more than this year. Amen? It's for you, and it's for me, and it's for them. In closing, just as Jose Henriquez Gonzalez asked those who wanted to pray for Jesus to come into their lives some 2,300 feet below the surface of the earth, I'm going to ask anyone who wants to receive and believe in this good news of Jesus, the Christmas story. Whoever wants to receive it and believe it, maybe for the first time, but maybe it's just for a fresh, fresh impartation of his love. I'm going to ask you to do this with me right now. If you feel led to surrender and receive this good news, the good news of Jesus, Today, would you stand with me as I close my sermon with a word of prayer? God, I know right now that that you know us. You know our anxious thoughts. You know our wayward ways. And you know our darkness. God, the darkness around us and the darkness within us, it can overwhelm us. We need the good news of a rescue. So God, I pray that the Christmas story would not just be something we we gloss over, but God, would you penetrate the hardness of our hearts, whatever is keeping us from you, and would you draw us back to you and embrace us today with your love. We believe in your son, Jesus, that in him we have life and life abundantly, that he is the light of all life, the light that never goes out, even on the darkest day. May we leave this place changed, knowing that nothing can separate us from this love. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.